الله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله Verily the praise belongs to Allah, we praise Him, seek His assistance and forgiveness and we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of ourselves and the evil consequences of our deeds. Whoever Allah guides, there is no one that can lead him astray and whoever Allah leads astray, there is no one that can guide him. I bear witness that nothing deserves to be worshipped except Allah alone and that he has no partners or associates and I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his slave servant and his messenger. This evening, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala, we would like to continue in the series concerning the explanation or the sharh of the brief essay of Al-Imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab rahimahullah entitled Nawaqid al-Islam, the things which nullify a Muslim's Islam. And previously we have mentioned a number of those nullifiers or those things which nullify or negate someone's Islam. And we said that the nullifiers of Islam are many and they have been discussed in the books of the scholars mostly under the chapters dealing with the person who apostated from Islam. And our topic this evening from amongst those nullifiers that Al-Imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab rahimahullah has mentioned, it is a matter which many people fall into from amongst the Muslims. And perhaps it is due to their lack of Iman. And sometimes it is due to lack of knowledge. And sometimes it might be that a person falls into the commission of such an act due to anger or due to sickness or due to some other strained condition that that person may be under. In any case, the scholars of Islam have agreed that whoever commits such an action, then that person has gone out of Islam. They have fallen into kufr, even if it wasn't their intention to commit an act of kufr. The commission of such an act takes a person out of Islam. It nullifies their Islam. And whoever does such should repent from it and re-enter into Islam. Al-Imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, he says in this point, it is the sixth of the nullifiers that we have discussed after the introductory lecture. We have taken five nullifiers and tonight we will take the six, insha'Allah. He said, من استهزأ بشيء من دين الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم أو ثوابه أو إقابه كفر يعني whoever ridicules or scorns or makes mockery 
of anything of the deen of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Yani whoever makes mockery of anything of the deen of Allah al-Islam, its reward, yani the reward that Allah has promised to those who worship Him and follow this way, or its punishment, the punishment that Allah has threatened those who disobey Him with. Whoever makes mockery of anything of this deen, then that person has indeed fallen into kufr. والدليل قوله تعالى قل أبي الله وآياته ورسوله كنتم تستهزئون لا تعتذروا قد كفرتم بعد إيمانكم. The saying of Allah subhanahu wa taala in Surah Tawbah, chapter nine, verse sixty-five. And 66, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered the Prophet to say these words, Is it that you have been making mockery of Allah and His ayat, His verses or signs or revelations and His messenger Is it that you have been making mockery of Allah and His ayat and His messenger? قُلْ أَبِ اللَّهِ وَآيَاتِهِ وَرَسُولِهِ كُنْتُمْ تَسْتَحْسِرُونَ لَا تَعْتَذِرُونَ Don't make any excuse now. There is no excuse after you have committed such an act. لَا تَعْتَذِرُونَ Don't try to explain away what you have done. قَدْ تَفَرْتُمْ بَعْدَ إِمَانِكُمْ Indeed, you have fallen into kufr. After having had iman, after having been a believer, you have gone out of Islam. You have fallen into kufr after Iman. The Prophet ﷺ recited these verses to those upon whom this ayah was revealed or those in reference to whom this ayah was revealed and they continued pleading with him, making excuses. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him to say to them, لا تعتذروا Don't make excuses. You have indeed disbelief after belief. Al-istihza bid-deen Yani making mockery or ridicule or scorning the deen it is to speak with boldness using words which diminish the respect of the deen, Islam and suggest its defectiveness. For somebody to say about Islam or to speak about Islam in a way that suggests that it is defective that it is not complete and perfect or in a disrespectful manner this is an istihza making mockery or ridicule or scorning the deen sometimes such words might be spoken without a person having control over himself due to certain conditions which one may be subjected to however whoever does so yani whoever speaks such words of disrespect about the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even if it is without them intending to do so that person must repent and return to Islam examples of al-istihza or scorn or ridicule of the deen include as is mentioned in this verse of the Quran mockery making mockery or making jest of the verses of the Quran or the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam or those who reject and disapprove of or ridicule the implementation of al-hudud, the legal punishment which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed in his noble Qur'an for the safety of the people and the preservation of life.
such as al-qisar, retaliatory punishment, as well as cutting off the hand of the thief, and so on. Such an action constitutes the type of kufr, disbelief, which takes the person outside of the fold of Islam. Yani kufr akbar. Whoever does this, this is not minor kufr. It is not just a saying or an action of kufr that is a major sin, but doesn't nullify one's Islam. This constitutes the kufr which removes the person from Islam. Since the foundation of the religion of Islam is based upon the exaltation and glorification of Allah and His Deen and His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Yani the foundation of Islam is based upon ta'zeem of Allah, exaltation and glorification of Allah, and ta'zeem of the Deen of Allah and the Messenger of Allah. Therefore, such actions as making mockery and ridicule of Islam and the Qur'an negate and contradict the basic and this basic and fundamental principle. It nullifies the basis of Islam, which requires that a true believer glorify Islam and extol Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his revelation, the Qur'an, etc. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah, he said that cursing, abusing, or insulting the name of Allah or the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it is kufr, outwardly, zahiran wa batinan, outwardly and inwardly. It is kufr outwardly in action, and it is kufr inwardly. Yani that the person is actually in a state of kufr out of Islam by such an action. He said, Sawan kan as-sabu ya'attaqid anna dhalika muharraman, muharramun. أو كان مستحلا له أو كان ذاهلا عن اعتقاده. There is no difference whether the one who insults the Deen of Allah, whether that one believes that such an action is forbidden, or considers it to be lawful. There is no difference that the person realizes and recognizes that it is forbidden, or that they imagine that it is lawful. There is no difference between them, or even the one who commits such an action absent-mindedly and oblivious of whether or not it is lawful or unlawful. This is the position of the scholars, the fuqaha, the scholars of Islamic jurisprudence, and the rest of the people of Sunnah, those who hold the belief that al-iman, that al-iman is qawlun wa amalun, that it is speech and action. And that iman is not only what is believed in the heart, but it is also speech and it is also action. Therefore, the person's speech and the person's action also affects their condition of being a mu'min or a kafir. It has been reported from Al-Imam Al-Shafi'i rahimahullah that he was asked about someone who made fun of some ayat of Allah, some of the ayat of Allah. And he was asked about a person who hazala bishayin min ayatillahi ta'ala. فَقَالَ هُوَ kafirun. He was asked about the one who made fun or made gesture or made mockery of some of the verses of Allah the Most High and he said that such a person is a kafir, disbeliever. And he mentioned as proof of this the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Tawbah, chapter 9, verse 65 and 66. Qul'a billahi wa ayatihi wa rasulihi kuntum la sa'atadiru qad kafartum ba'da imanikum. 
Indeed, such an action it is kufr, and the scholars of the Muslim Ummah, the people of Sunnah, are in agreement upon this. The occasion on which this ayah was revealed, it is reported from Ibn Abi Hatim in a hadith that is considered to be Hassan, on the authority of Zayd ibn Aslam, and Abdullah ibn Umar, radiallahu anhumah, he said that on the day of the fourth, or the campaign of the battle of Tabuk, while the companions, the companions of the Prophet sallallahu were sitting together, a man said, a man who was sitting amongst them, on the occasion of the battle of Tabuk, they were sitting in some place, and a man from amongst them who was sitting amongst them, he said, مَا رَأَيْنَا مِثْلَ قُرَّائِنَا هَؤُلَاءِ Yani, I haven't seen the likeness of these Qurra, these reciters. Yani, those who recite the Qur'an. He is referring to the Messenger of Allah and his companion. He said, مَا رَأَيْنَا مِثْلَ قُرَّائِنَا هَؤُلَاءِ أَرْغَبُوا بُطُولًا وَلَا أَكْذَبُوا أَلْسِنًا وَلَا أَجْبَنُوا عِنْدَ اللِّقَاءِ That I have not seen or we have not seen any people with a greater appetite أَرْغَبُوا بُطُونًا يعني who want to fill their stomachs more nor who lie more وَلَا أَكْذَبُوا أَلْسِنًا nor more cowardly in battle than these Qurra the readers or the reciters of Qur'an and he is referring to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa and his companions فَقَالَ رَجُلٌ فِي الْمَجْلِسِ كَذَّبْتَ وَلَكِنَّكَ مُنَافِقٌ سَأُخْبِرَنَّ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ Yani a man sitting amongst them, when he heard this, he said, you have lied. And in fact, you are a munafiq, a hypocrite. And I will definitely inform the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam of what you have said. So he went to inform the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam about the matter. وَنُزِلَ الْقُرْآنَ أو وَنَزَلَ الْقُرْآنَ And the Qur'an had already been revealed. Yani the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam had already been informed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through revelation concerning this matter. Qala Abdullah, فَأَنَا رَأَيْتُهُ مُتَعَلِّقًا بِحَقْبِ نَاقَةِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم تَنْقُبُهُ الْحِجَارَةُ وَهُوَ يَقُولُ يَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ إِنَّمَا كُنَّا نَفْقُدُ وَنَلْعَبُ Abdullah ibn Umar radiyallahu anhumah may Allah be pleased with him and his father. He said, I could see him, that man, who had said these words and who had went to the Prophet ﷺ to excuse himself, to explain away what he had done. He said, I could see him just clinging to the saddle belt of the camel of the Messenger of Allah ﷺ as it ran and the stones from the rough ground were battering his legs. And even then he continued pleading, Innama kunna nafudu wa nalab. We were only playing, we were only joking. It wasn't something serious. وَرَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ يَقُولُ أَبِاللَّهِ وَآيَاتِهِ وَرَسُولِهِ كُنْتُمْ تَسْتَحْذِرُونَ لَا تَعْتَذِرُوا أَسْتَفَرْتُ بَعْدَ إِمَانِهِ And the Prophet وسلم, when he heard the excuse of that man that we were only joking and playing he didn't even look at him he just continued reciting to him the words that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had revealed to him is it Allah and His ayat and His messenger that you are making mockery of? Don't make any excuses. Indeed, you have fallen into kufr after al-Iman. This hadith, it has been reported by Ibn Abi Hatim with a Hassan 
a good chain of narratives, and it has also been recorded in most of the books of Tafsir, including the Tafsir of Al-Imam Al-Tabari, Al-Hafiz Ibn Kathir, and others. Some of the scholars said that they're saying, and the saying of that hypocrite and those with him, that verily we were only playing, that we were only joking and playing. It meant that they were saying we really, we did not really intend to make mockery, and we didn't intentionally commit this act. We were just having the conversation of one traveling, or one who talks just for the sake of passing time to break up the monotony of the trip. And these words have been mentioned in a narration of this hadith as it was recorded by Imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab in his book Kitab al-Tawheed concerning this matter. That they were claiming that it wasn't intentional, but it was only something that we were doing to pass time. We were just joking and playing. In spite of this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has declared this kufr, since there is no room in such a matter for joking and playing with the religion. Hence they became disbelievers due to these words of theirs, due to words, even though they had been believers before that. As for the opinion of those who say that indeed they disbelieved after having faith by the words of their tongue, after having already, already having disbelief in their hearts, this opinion has been refuted by Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah. Yani some of the scholars claimed that their iman was only, that they claimed iman on their tongue, while in fact there was kufr in their hearts. And Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah said, no, they indeed were from amongst the believers. And they have fallen into kufr after having been amongst the believers through this act of kufr. He said, it is not said about the iman or the faith expressed by the tongue, while at one and the same time housing kufr in the heart. And the person who claims iman on the tongue, while in his heart there is kufr. You don't say about that one, la ta'atadiru, qad kafartu. You don't say, make no excuse, you have disbelieved after you had believed. Because such people who profess Iman by the tongue, while truly disbelieving in the heart, they were disbelievers all along. They were already disbelievers. But this ayat is revealed in reference to those who had Iman, even if their Iman was weak, and then they fell into kufr due to this action. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah, Concerning the above verse of the Qur'an, Surah Tawbah, he says, it indicates that they themselves did not consider what they had said to be an act of kufr. They didn't consider it. They didn't think that it was an act of kufr. In fact, uh, they thought it was not kufr. Then it became clear that to ridicule or make mockery of Allah in his verses, and his messenger is in fact kufr, which causes the one who performs such an act to become a disbeliever after having previously had iman. It also indicates that they did have iman, although it was weak, although it was weak, consequently they committed this prohibited act, which they knew to be prohibited, but they did not think it to be kufr. However, it was in fact an act of kufr due to which they became disbelievers since they did not believe that it was permissible.
from amongst the signs of the munafiqeen and the kuffar, from amongst the signs of nifaq, hypocrisy and kufr, it is to make mockery of the deen. Al-istihza, making mockery or ridicule of that which the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has brought, it is one of the characteristics of the disbelievers and the hypocrites. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Mutafifin, chapter 83, verses 29 through 36, That the mujrimun, the, the criminals, the wrongdoers, the disbelievers, that they used to laugh at those who believe. They used to laugh at the believers. And because of their iman, they thought it was something to make mockery of. And when they used to pass by them, when they used to pass by the believers, they used to wink at them in mockery of them because of their iman. And when they used to return to their families, to their people, they used to go back to them jesting, and jesting about the believers. And when they used to see them, when they used to see the believers, they used to say, indeed, these are astray. They have gone astray. They are misguided. And they have not been sent. Allah has not sent these mujrimun, criminals, disbelievers, and hypocrites. He has not sent them as watches over the believers. So today, meaning Yawm Qiyamah and Yawm Qiyamah, those who believe, they will laugh at the disbelievers. And they will be on high, raised thrones, looking at all things. And are not the disbelievers faithfully for what they used to do. And from the signs of the criminal disbelievers and the hypocrites is that they laugh at the believers and they wink and make jest and mockery at the believers. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that on this day, meaning Yawm Qiyamah, the believers will laugh at them and indeed the disbelievers will be paid in full for what they have done. Likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Tawbah chapter 9 verse 79, الَّذِينَ يَلْمِزُونَ الْمُطَّوِّعِينَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ فِي الصَّدَقَاتِ وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَجِدُونَ إِلَّا جُهْدَهُمْ فَيَسْخَرُونَ مِنْهُمْ سَخِرَ اللَّهُ مِنْهُمْ وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ And those who يَلْمِزُونَ who make, who criticize or make mockery or look at or point out or try to make fault with the believers who make mockery of the believers of those who give charity, who give sadaqah voluntarily in the cause of Allah. And they make mockery and they criticize those who do not find anything to give. La yajiduna illa juhdahum. Except they don't have any wealth, but they only can give from that which they can earn through, through their effort of working hard, doing some labor. And from that hard labor they earn something. And from that little that they have, they give. They make mockery of them. فَيَسْخَرُونَ مِنْهُمْ They make mockery of these, of the believers, that is, the disbelievers and the hypocrites. They make mockery of the believers. سَخِرَ اللَّهُ مِنْهُمْ So Allah will return to them 
the mockery وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ الإمام ابن كثير الحافظ ابن كثير رحمه الله he said فَخِرَ اللَّهُ مِنْهُمْ he said this is after they made mockery of the believers that Allah returned their mockery to them he said this is in the way of al-muqabila al-muqabila ala su'sani'ihim that it is giving them in return for their evil behavior giving them back the same returning to them that which they have done to the believers the annal jaza' min jins al-'amal because the reward will be like the action and a person will be rewarded in accordance with their action so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he will reward them or he will deal with them according to the way that they have made mockery of the believers he will make mockery of them and this is in support of the believers in this world while in the next life وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ عَلِيمٌ in the next life they will have a terrible punishment that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will prepare for the munafiqeen in the next life a terrible punishment in accordance with their deeds لِأَنَّ الْجَزَاءَ مِنْ جِنْسَ الْعَمَلِ because the reward it is in accordance with the one, the person's deeds. Al-Hafiz ibn Kathir rahimahullah also said concerning these ayat that this is another and he mentioning this ayat he said this is another of the characteristics of the hypocrites. No one can escape from their criticism, their defamation and mockery no matter what the circumstances. Even the givers of charity are not free from their criticism. If someone brings a great amount of wealth to offer in charity, they say he is giving such only to be seen by others. His riyah. If somebody gives a lot, they say it is riyah. He is doing it to be seen. It is only ostentation. He is not giving it sincerely. And if someone offers a small amount in charity, they say Allah has no need of this insignificant amount of charity. And if you give much, they criticize. And if you give little, they criticize. Nobody can escape from them. Then. Al-Hafiz ibn Kathir, after saying this, he mentioned the hadith concerning the circumstances under which uh, this ayah was revealed as reported by Al-Bukhari rahimahullah on the authority of Abu Mas'ud radiyallahu anhu in which he said لَمَّا نَزَلَتْ آيَةِ الصَّدَقَةِ yani when the ayah of sadaqah was revealed and Al-Hafiz uh, Ibn Hajar Askalani in the Shah of the Hadith concerning this, he said that perhaps the ayah that he is referring to is the ayah from Surah Tawbah, chapter 9, verse 103. Take from them, from their wealth, sadaqah, a charity that will be a means that through which you will purify them or sanct- and sanctify them. He said that when the ayah of sadaqah was revealed, Kunna nuhamilu. We used to carry heavy loads on our backs. They didn't have any wealth. They just used to do some hard labor, whatever they could do to earn a living in order that they would be able to give some sadaqah when this ayah was revealed. He said, we used to carry some heavy loads on our backs. Then a man came and he gave in charity a large amount of money. And it is reported in other narrations of the hadith that that was Abdurrahman ibn, ibn Auf. And that he had given, in some of the narrations it mentioned that he had given 400,000 dirhams in gold. He said that, فَجَاءَ رَجُلٌ فَتَصَدَّقَ بِشَيْءٍ كَثِيرٌ يعني A wealthy man from amongst the Sahaba. The others who were poor, they were just doing any labor to get a little money so that they could give something in the way of Allah. 
Then a man came and he gave a large amount of charity. فَقَالُوا مُرَائِي Those hypocrites, they said he is only doing it to be seen. يعني رِيَاءً He is doing it so that people will see him and praise him. وَجَاءَ رَجُلٌ فَتَصَدَّقَ بِصَاعٍ And another man came and he gave a sa'a, a small measure, a sa'a, for mud. He gave a small measure. In some of the narrations, he gave it in tamr, in dates. And in some of the narrations, it said that that man worked the whole night carrying things on his back or doing some hard labor so that he got two portions of dates and he kept one for himself and he brought the other one to give in charity in the way of Allah. So a man came and he gave a sa'a. فَقَالُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَغَنِيٌ عَنْ سَعِنْ هَذَا The hypocrites, they said, Allah is without need of this sa'a, this insignificant amount. What does Allah need with this? The narrator of the hadith, Abu Mas'ud radiallahu anhu, he said, فَنَزَلَتْ الَّذِينَ يَلْمِزُونَ الْمُطَّوِّعِينَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ فِي الصَّدَقَاتِ وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَجِدُونَ إِلَّا جُهْدِ الْآيَةِ and this hadith, it is reported by Bukhari and Al-Hawfid ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, said that Al-Imam Muslim, rahimahullah, has also narrated this hadith in Sahih. And it, that this ayat, it was revealed in reference to the hypocrites making mockery of those who gave much or those who gave little. They had something to say. They had to criticize everyone from amongst the believers, no matter what their situation was. Of the acts of Al-Istihza, ridicule or mockery by which a person could fall into kufr or disbelief there are many and from amongst them some of the scholars have mentioned that one makes ridicule of the Islamic knowledge al-ilm al-shari or makes ridicule of the scholars the scholars, the Muslim scholars due to or because of their knowledge that a person makes mockery of the knowledge the Islamic sharia or makes mockery of the people who possess that knowledge because of their knowledge. And either the mockery is because of that knowledge which they disrespect and they consider it as something unimportant. To ridicule the reward of Allah and His punishment, as Imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab mentioned in this naqid, he said that the person who makes mockery of the deen of the Prophet wasallam or the reward, its reward, the reward that that deen offers to those who believe and do good deeds, or its punishment that is threatened uh, for those who disbelieve and those who disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Whoever makes mockery of this reward, or whoever makes mockery of this punishment, making jokes about it as some of the people do today, they laugh and they joke and they take it light. This is kufr that takes a person completely out of Islam. To ridicule those who enjoin the good and forbid the wrong. Yani those who uh, perform the noble task of commanding and enjoining the good in the society and forbidding the people from wrong. Whoever makes mockery of such, of those who do so, due to their act, due to the act of enjoining the good and forbidding the wrong, then this is an act of kufr. To ridicule the person who performs the salat in mockery of the salat itself. Yani making mockery of the person who is praying because of the salat. Making mockery of the people, it is sinful. But making mockery of someone because of the act of worship of Allah that they are engaging in, it is kufr. To ridicule the one who allows his beard to grow fully without cutting it. 
in mockery of the beard itself. This is kufr, to ridicule the one who leaves the riba, the interest, mocking him due to his abandoning that unlawful wealth. And as though he is unintelligent, or he is not mature, he doesn't have sense. How can he leave that riba if it is a large amount of money? How can he leave it? How can he abandon it? As though he doesn't have sense when he has abandoned it because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it unlawful. The acts of istihza, ridicule or mockery of the deen of Allah and the revelation of Allah and the messenger of Allah and that which is connected to that which he has brought, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there are many and these are just a few of them. Some of the scholars have likewise divided al-istihza for making mockery or ridiculing or scorning the deen of Allah, making mockery of that which the Prophet ﷺ has come with into two divisions. The first division is al-istihza al-sarih, open or clear mockery, such as that about which the verse of Surah Tawbah was revealed, yani such as the likeness of those who said that we have not seen any people with a greater appetite nor who lie more, nor more cowardly in the battle than these reciters, meaning the reciters of the Qur'an, the companions of the Prophet or such similar sayings of those who ridicule and scorn and make mockery of Islam. This is al-istihza al-sari, when somebody clearly, openly uh, makes mockery of the deen of Allah in a clear and direct manner. The second type is al-istihza ghayr al-sari, Yani indirect scorning or mockery of the deen of Allah by gestures. Uh, and this type of istihza, there is no end to it, such as the wink of the eye, somebody winking the eye in mockery of something related to the deen or the people of deen, sticking out the tongue or extending the lip or making a sign with one's hand showing disregard and disrespect for the deen of Allah. All of these being an expression of the person's displeasure with that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed to his Prophet Muhammad whether it is at the time when the Quran is being recited or the hadith of the Prophet were being read or when someone is enjoining the good or forbidding the wrong or performing any act of worship or that which Islam requires of the believers. Both of these are istihza and both of them are acts of kufr. It is not only the one who directly, openly makes mockery of Islam, but even the one who does so indirectly through gesturing of any type or whatsoever, it is all istihza and it is all kufr that takes a person out of Islam. What is our position towards those who engage in al-istihza bidinillah? What is our position towards those who make mockery of Allah's deen? Some of the scholars have made it clear that it is obligatory on every Muslim to be stern and firm and severe with anyone who derides and ridicules or make mockery or makes mockery of the religion of Allah and that which the Messenger of Allah وسلم, has come with, even if such a person is the nearest of friends or relatives. And even if it is the nearest of people to you, or the most beloved to you, whoever has made mockery of the deen of Allah, a person should be severe with them, and stern with them, and not take the matter lightly. 
as one brother told me that he saw on more than one occasion that his father and his father's friends used to make mockery of the Imam of the Masjid. They would invite him to their house and then they would laugh at him and make jokes about him. And in fact, they were making jokes about him because he is a mutawwa, because he is a religious person. So they thought it was fun to do so. I told that brother that this is kufr. Whoever engages in it and whoever sits being pleased with it, not opposing it or speaking against it or leaving the presence of those people, then they will be like them. It is incumbent upon the Muslim to be stern with those who make mockery of the deen of Allah, whoever they may be. One should not sit with such people so that one avoids becoming one of them. So that one avoids becoming one of them. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran in Surah An-Nisa, chapter 4, verse 140, and إِذَا سَمِعْتُمْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ يُكْفَرُ بِهَا وَيُسْتَهْزَأُ بِهَا فَلَا تَقْعُدُوا مَعْهُمْ حَتَّى يَخُوضُوا فِي حَدِيثٍ غَيْرِهِ إِنَّكُمْ إِذًا مِثْلُهُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ جَامِعٌ جَامِعُ الْمُنَافِقِينَ وَالْكَافِرِينَ فِي جَهَنَّمَ جَمِيعًا وَقَدْ نَزَّلَ عَلَيْكُمْ فِي الْكِتَابِ It has already been revealed to you in the book, in the Quran. And that إِذَا سَمِعْتُمْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ يُكْفَرُ بِهَا If you hear the, the ayat of Allah being denied, being disbelieved in, وَيُسْتَحْزَأُ بِهَا And being mocked at or scorned or ridiculed, فَلَا تَقْعُدُوا مَعْهُمْ Then don't sit with them. حَتَّى يَقُودُوا فِي حَدِيثٍ غَيْرٍ Until they engage in some other speech, in some other conversation. فَلَا تَقْعُدُوا مَعْهُمْ It is a prohibition. Allah has ordered us, He has prohibited us not to sit with them. It is not lawful to sit with those who make mockery of the deen of Allah. حَتَّى يَخُوضُوا فِي حَدِيثٍ غَيْرِ إِنَّكُمْ إِذَا مِثْلُهُمْ Because if you remain sitting with them, إِنَّكُمْ إِذَا مِثْلُهُمْ Then you will be like them. In that case you will be like them. You will be one of them. You will share in that which they have engaged in, of sin and disbelief and mockery of the deen of Allah. إِنَّكُمْ إِذَا مِثْلُهُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ جَامِعُ الْمُنَافِقِينَ وَالْكَافِرِينَ فِي جَهَنَّمَ جَمِيعًا That indeed Allah would join together the munafiqs and the disbelievers in the hellfire altogether. Allah would join them together. The, the disbelievers and the hypocrites and whoever is with them. The matter is very serious. To sit and listen and not to oppose or to speak out against or to leave the presence of those who are engaging in such, it will make you to be one of them. You will be judged to be one of them. Whoever hears the verses of Allah being disbelieved in or mocked at, while he is sitting amongst those mockers and deniers, and he is pleased to be sitting with them, he is pleased to be sitting with them, then he is like them in that sin or in that kufr and in going out of Islam. He is like them. There is no difference between him and them. Even if he is not actually engaged in that speech or action. And this is because sitting with them, without hating and refuting their actions, or getting up and leaving their presence, is an indication of being pleased with their actions of kufr. And being pleased with kufr is itself kufr. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, مَنْ رَأَى مِنْكُمْ مُنْتَرًا 
that whoever from amongst you sees a munkar, whether it is an evil action that a person is engaging in, or whether it is an obligatory action that the people have abandoned, من رأى منكم منكرا فليغيره بيده Then whoever sees it, he must change it. فليغيره is obligatory. لام الأمر فليغيره is obligatory on you to change it with your hand. فإن لم يستطيع فبلسانه And if he is not able, he is not capable, he cannot stop it. Then with his tongue, then he must speak out against it. فإن لم يستطيع فبقلبه وذلك عدعف الإيمان and if he is not able even to speak out, then with his heart, yani with his heart, he should hate it in his heart, and that is the weakest of iman. Yani when a person sees the munkar, and they don't stop it, and they don't speak against it, the least that one can do, and that is the weakest of iman, after which there is no iman, it is to hate it in one's heart. And here it is required, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered and prohibited in the Qur'an, that when a person is in that situation, where they cannot stop it, and they cannot speak out against it, فَلَا تَقْعُدُوا مَعْهُمْ Then don't sit with them. Then don't sit with them. فَإِنَّكُمْ إِذَنْ مِثْلُهُمْ Then you will be like them, if you sit with them, and you don't stop it, and you don't speak out against it. Then you must at least leave from the presence of those people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an in Surah Al-Safat, chapter 37, verse 22. That he ordered the angels to collect those who do wrong, the wrongdoers. الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا وَأَزْوَاجَهُمْ وَأَزْوَاجَهُمْ Azwajahum, the scholars of Tafsir, from amongst the Sahaba and the Tabi'een, they said it means those who are like them, or those who are similar to them, those who are on that which they are upon, of disbelief in Allah, or whatever evil that they are upon. Yani, gather them together, those who have done wrong, وَأَزْوَاجَهُمْ and those who are like them. وَمَا كَانُوا يَعْبُدُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ and that which they used to worship, instead of Allah. فَهْدُوهُمْ and turn them towards Sirat al-Jaheem, the way of the fire. This ayat is a proof that the people in Yawm Qiyamah, they will be connected with those who are like them, and those who are similar to them, and those who are their partners or their companions in the sins that they committed. Some of the scholars said, but the people of Zina, of fornication and adultery, they would be collected together on Yawm Qiyamah with the people of Zina, their partners and their companions in Zina. And the people of Riba, they will be collected together with their companions and their partners and their associates and those who shared with them in riba and so on. Therefore a person should be careful who they keep company with because people will be raised up with those whom they are a part of. The scholars have used this verse or the previous verse and the previous verse from Surah An-Nisa chapter 4 verse 140 that if you hear the signs of Allah being disbelieved in and made mockery of فَلَا تَقْعُدُوا مَعْهُمْ then don't sit with them until they engage in some other speech for indeed in that case you will be like them they have used this verse and similar verses as a proof that the one who is pleased with sin is like the one who actually commits the sin the one who is pleased with sin من the one who is pleased with the sin that is committed by another whoever is pleased with that sin then he is like the one who engages in it. There's no difference 
between them. And this is proven by the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Shams, chapter 91, verses 11 through 15, concerning the people of the Prophet Salih, alayhi salam. كَذَّبَتْ ثَمُودُ Not only the one who has committed the act, but all of those people, the Thamud, they were all destroyed because all of them were pleased and they were amused with the killing of the she-camel. Therefore, it is clear that the one who is pleased with a sinful action, then that person is equal to the one who has committed the sin. And based on this, uh, uh, this narration, Based on this uh, narration in the Quran concerning the Thamud people and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala narrates the history that though one of them have committed the act of killing the she-camel while all of them were pleased and in agreement and in concordance with that action then Allah has destroyed all of them and He has attributed that sin of that man to all of them that He has destroyed them bidhambihim by the sin that they have all shared in due to their being pleased with what has happened. Due to this, based on this ayat and the ayat of Surah An-Nisa, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that if you sit with them, then you will be like them. You will be similar to them. You will be equal to them. You will share with them. It is based on these verses and similar evidences that we take the position and the principle is based upon it that the one who is pleased with an evil action is just like the one who actually performs that action. This should make us to know that not only should one avoid engaging in sin or the major sins or more importantly those things which nullify a person's Islam but one should also avoid sitting with or being in the presence of those who engage in such actions unless they can stop it or speak out against it otherwise one should leave from amongst them don't sit with them but separate from their presence for indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will gather, gather together he will collect together the munafiqeen and the kafirun in the jahannam altogether. This is the end of what we wanted to discuss. Uh, perhaps though, before uh, looking at the questions, there are a number of fatawa that as long as we have time, it is beneficial to read from some of the contemporary scholars. The first of them is the fatwa of Sheikh Abdulaziz ibn Baz. Rahimahullah, may Allah have mercy upon him, concerning the one who makes mockery of the deen, that the ruling concerning one who makes mockery of the deen of Allah is kufr. He was asked that by a person who said, I see that many of the young people, when they see a young man who keeps to the performance of his salat and observes the regulations of his deen, that they make mockery of him. And I see also that some of them, may Allah guide them, they speak about the deen without any care or consideration, taking the matter very lightly. So what is your saying concerning this matter? Yani those who do such. And is it permissible to sit with them and to relax with them in the times outside of the times of prayer, at other times? The Shaykh Rahimahullah said that Al-Istihza'u bil-Islam aw bishayin minhu kufrun akbar that whoever makes mockery of the deen or any part of the deen that it is major kufr and it is the kufr that takes the person out of Islam and then he mentioned the ayah of Surah Tawbah Qula billahi wa ayatihi wa rasulihi kun
كنتم تستحسرون لا تعتذروا قد كفرتم بعد إيمانكم. That indeed you have disbelieved after your iman. He said that whoever makes mockery of the people who practice deen, who observe the regulations of Islam, those who preserve or protect or guard their salat, whoever makes mockery of them, because of that, because of their observing or adhering to the requirements of the deen and trying to protect the regulations of the deen, then such a person who makes mockery of that person, that person is considered as one who makes mockery of Islam. If somebody makes mockery of a person because he's observing the requirements of Islam, it is the same as making mockery of the deen of Allah. Therefore, it is not permissible to sit with him, nor to accompany him, to be his companion, but it is obligatory to reject him and to refute him and to warn against him and to warn against those who accompany him. Warn them against accompanying him or, com or being his companion. And likewise, it is the same for the one who jests or makes jokes concerning the issues of the deen. And if they scorn or make mockery of the deen, then this person is also considered to be a kafir. And it is not permissible to accompany him or to sit with him. Indeed, it is obligatory to refute him and to reject him and to warn against him and to encourage him to make sincere repentance. And to encourage him to make sincere repentance. If somebody is seen engaging in such, that person should be warned and they should be advised, they should be reminded, and they should be told the seriousness of their matter, and they should also be encouraged to repent, to make sincere repentance for what they have engaged in. The Shaykh Abdulaziz ibn Ibaz said that if they repent, alhamdulillah. If they repent, alhamdulillah. And otherwise, if they do not, then their matter should be raised up. It should be, it should be sent to those in authority. And if they should be reported to those in authority. After the confirmation of their evil action through just witnesses. And what they have done, there should be witnesses. Just witnesses who confirm that what they have done, in that case if it is so, then they should be referred to the authorities so that the ruling of Allah can be executed upon them from the religious courts, al-mahakim al-shari'iyah. Then the Shaykh said, in any case, these issues are dangerous issues. And every student of knowledge and every Muslim who knows his deen should be warned from it. And he should warn those who engage, who involve themselves in these uh, issues related to the deen of Allah, making mockery or jest or scorn of it, playing with the deen of Allah. He should warn them against it so that he will not be afflicted with what they have been afflicted with concerning the corruption of their aqidah and making mockery of the truth and the people of truth. And if a person doesn't warn them, it is feared that they may also be afflicted with it. Because whoever witnesses it and sits in the presence of it and doesn't say anything against it, Allah may also afflict them with that which those people are afflicted with. Then the Shaykh, rahimahullah, as was his custom in many of his fatawa, and it is a good custom that the Muslims should take heed to. Then he made dua. He said that we ask Allah for all of the Muslims that they have well-being and that they be saved from everything that opposes the law of Allah. And likewise, we ask Allah subhanahu that He protect the Muslims, all of them, and give them well-being from the evil of their enemies, from amongst the disbelievers and the hypocrites. 
and also that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help them and support them in holding fast to his book subhanahu and to the sunnah of his prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in every situation or circumstance indeed Allah is what is jawad kareem and Allah is the one who gives plenty and Allah is generous uh, perhaps we will stop here and take the questions there are a number of other fatawa but the time, due to time, we'll probably stop here, inshallah. The important thing is that uh, this fatawa from Shaykh Abdulaziz ibn Baz, rahimahullah, and the other contemporary scholars are in accordance with what the earlier scholars have said concerning the seriousness of making mockery of the deen of Allah, or ridiculing, or scorning anything related to the deen of Allah, from which a Muslim should beware. And whoever engage in such, and the Muslim who is present, should stop them from doing it if they can, and if they cannot, they should speak out against it. Otherwise, they should leave from the presence of such people for fear that Allah might afflict them with that which He will afflict those who engage in such in. The questions with this handout, the first of them discuss briefly the sixth naqid or nullifier of Islam. The sixth naqid, it is that whoever scorns or makes mockery of anything of the religion of the Prophet, yani the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, its reward or its punishment, that person has indeed committed an act of kufr. They have gone out of Islam. And in making mockery, jest, taking lightly the matters of deen, it is a serious matter and a person should avoid it because it nullifies the foundation of their deen. It nullifies their iman and their tawheed. Number two, what is the hukum or the legal ruling concerning one who makes mockery of Islam? It has been reported, as we mentioned in the Sharh of this Naqid, from Al-Imam Al-Shafi'i rahimahullah, when he was asked about the one who makes jest concerning some of the ayats of Allah, and he said that such a person is a kafir, and he has used as a proof the ayah of Surah Tawbah. What is the illah, or the reasoning, behind this ruling? Yani what is the basis for this ruling? It is that the usul, or the foundation of Al-Iman and Al-Tawheed, it is based upon the ta'zeem of Allah, the glorification of Allah, the exaltation of Allah and the deen of Allah and the messenger of Allah. And therefore, making mockery of Allah and his deen and his messenger, it negates, it nullifies, and it contradicts that foundation upon which the deen, iman, and tawheed is based. Therefore, whoever engaged in this action, they have nullified the basis of the deen, the exaltation of Allah. They have contradicted it. They have negated it, and they have gone out of Islam. Number four, which ayah of the Qur'an has the author given as a delil for this nullifier? He has mentioned uh, the ayah of Surah Tawbah, chapter 9, verse 65 and 66, uh, concerning those who made mockery of the ayat of Allah and the Messenger of Allah and his companions. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said concerning them, قَدْ كَفَرْتُمْ بَعْدَ إِيمَانِكُمْ That indeed you have fallen into kufr after having believed. Number five mentioned the circumstances under which this ayah was revealed. And this ayah was revealed on the occasion of the Ghazwat al-Tabuk, the battle of Tabuk, when some of the companions of the Prophet were sitting uh, with others, and a man from amongst them began to make mockery and jest uh, concerning the Prophet and those companions who used to regularly and consistently engage in recitation of the Qur'an. And he said that we haven't seen anyone like these reciters who are more, yani, more engaged in filling their stomachs 
and lying and more cowardly uh, at the time of meeting the enemy on the battlefield. Give some examples of an istihza, mockery or ridicule or scorn of the deen. There are many, as we said, and from amongst those which we have mentioned, is making mockery of the religious knowledge, al-ilm al-shari, or the people, the scholars of the deen, or making mockery of the reward that Allah has promised those who obey him, or the punishment that he has threatened those who disobey him with. Likewise, making mockery of those who enjoin the good and who forbid the evil because of their doing that, making mockery of them for that reason, or making mockery of the salat, or the people who pray because of their salat, or making mockery of the one who grows his beard because of his growing the beard, or making mockery of those who abandon that which is being offered to them of illegal wealth, such as the river that Allah has declared to be haram, making mockery of them by leaving that which Allah has made prohibited. Seven, mention the two divisions which al-istihza has been divided into by some of the scholars. Some of the scholars said that al-istihza is of two types, al-istihza as-sarih, open or clear mockery, by somebody saying in clear words that which is uh, a mockery of the deen or ridicule or scorn of the deen. And the second type is al-istihza ghayr as-sarih, or indirect mockery due to through gestures or otherwise. Number eight, give an example for each division of al-istihza. Uh, an example of the istihza sari is that which any was mentioned concerning the ayat of Surah Tawbah, those who say and who speak openly with clear words of disrespect against the deen or the people of deen. And the indirect istihza, an example of it is by somebody winking their eye when they see, they wink their eye to their friend about someone who is doing something that is related to Islam in a way of making mockery or ridicule or scorning them or sticking out the tongue or extending the lip or gesturing with one's hand showing disrespect for something related to the deen of Allah. Allah.
And in the last questions that are remaining, uh, number nine mentioned the hukum or legal ruling concerning the one who sits with those who make mockery of the being of Allah. And in the ruling concerning those who sit with others who make mockery of the deen of Allah is that it is haram and that it is kufr because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said don't sit with them. It is haram. It is haram for you to sit with them. And he also said, إِنَّكُمْ إِذَنْ مِثْلُهُمْ That if you sit with them, then you will be like them. Meaning that you will fall into that which they have fallen into. And you will be judged according to what they have been judged with. That is kufr. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, uh, also in this ayah, إِنَّ اللَّهَ جَامِعُ الْمُنَافِقِينَ وَالْكَافِرِينَ فِي جَهَنَّمَ جَمِيعًا That Allah will join them together. And He will join those who are like one another. Whether from amongst the open disbelievers, or the hidden disbelievers, that is the munafiqeen, and those who are in agreement and pleased with that which they engage in. Number 10 explains the qaida, the principle concerning the one who does not engage in a sinful action, but is pleased with it. That is, he does not speak out against it. He does not try to stop it, and he does not leave the presence of those who are engaging in it. The one who has not done that action, but he is, and he pleased with it, من بِذَنْبٍ فَهُوَ مِثْلَ فَاعِلِهِ then the, the one who is pleased with something, then he is like the one who does it. And this is based on the ayat, any which we have mentioned from Surah Tawbah, that if you sit with them, you will be like them. In the kumidan mitruhum, and also the saying of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in Surah Shams, "Adamna alayhim rabbuhum bidambihim basawaha." That Allah has destroyed them due to their common sin, even though one person has committed it. All of them have been blamed with that sin because they were pleased with what was happening. And Allah made them equal in it. No difference between the one who has done it and the one who is pleased with that action. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashadun la ilaha illa anta staghfiruka wa tukunik. Any questions or comments or corrections, inshallah, can take a few moments.
proof, no doubt. Yani, uh, indeed, the, the saying that you have disbelieved after Iman, the scholars of the people of Sunnah said that Iman is not only the conviction in the heart, but it is speech and it is action. And they also said that it increases and decreases. And some of the scholars said that it increases by the doing of good deeds and it decreases by sinful action. And some of the scholars said that if a person continues to engage in disobedient acts to Allah, that the Iman may decrease until it becomes absent, until it is null and void, until it doesn't exist anymore. And this kind of action, it is the action that takes, that removes or nullifies or contradicts the Iman, the Iman at one time. Whereas other actions, it might uh, cause the Iman to decrease until it becomes, yani, until it is no longer existent. Indeed, this is a proof that a person's Iman uh, can be nullified completely by such an action, and a lesser action can nullify it partially. Partially. Depending on the weight of the action. And Allah knows best. Allahu Allahu But in any case, why did the author, Imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, use the word the deen of Rasul, deen of, deen of Rasul, instead of deen Allah? Uh, it is not clear why he has used this expression. Allahu alam. And I haven't read in any of the explanations uh, of the scholars anyone discussing this point. However, there is no doubt that the deen of Rasul, it is the deen of Allah. He hasn't come with any deen of his own, but he has come with what Allah has sent him with. So his deen, it is the deen of Allah. And perhaps he has used this expression to show yani, the closeness of the deen to the Prophet ﷺ because he is the one who has brought it. And he is the one who has explained it. So it is showing that there is no separation from the deen of Allah, separating it from the Prophet ﷺ. And that's why some of the scholars said that in many places in the Qur'an, the Qur'an and Sunnah are mentioned together. However, in many places the Sunnah alone is mentioned. Because the Sunnah is incumbent, it is essential. And it's because the Sunnah it not only complements the Qur'an, but it also brings that which the Qur'an has not brought, details and further rulings that are not even in the Qur'an. Some of the scholars of the people of Sunnah said that the Qur'an cannot be separated from the Sunnah. However, in many cases, the Sunnah may be relied upon without the Qur'an. So perhaps, yani, his uh, expression here, Deen of Rasul, perhaps he means to show the importance of the Prophet ﷺ in this matter, the importance of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, and not separating him yani, from the Deen of Allah and the importance of what he has brought, because he is the one who has brought Allah's Deen to us, and Allah knows best. Now. you pray behind an Imam who doesn't have a beard or whose thobe is hanging below his ankles? It is permissible to pray behind him. It is not forbidden. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah wrote an essay concerning what is the principle of how we deal with the people of innovation, Ahl bidah And in that essay he talked about praying behind the Imam from Ahl bidah and the Imam from Ahl sunnah And he said that the Imam of Ahl bidah which is worse than the fasiq, the sinful person. 
He said that it is permissible to pray behind the people of Bid'ah as long as that Bid'ah is not Kufr. Yani Bid'ah is of two types, Mufassika and Mukaffira. If it is Bid'ah Mukaffira, the Bid'ah that is Kufr that takes a person out of Islam, a person is not a Muslim, you cannot pray behind them. But if it is Bid'ah that is only disobedient and sinful, normal Bid'ah, then he said you can pray behind that person. However, if there are two masjids, one from the people of Sunnah and one from the people of Bid'ah, he said pray behind the Imam of people of Sunnah. However, if you cannot go to the masjid of the Imam of the people of Sunnah because it is too far, or there is no Imam from the people of Sunnah, he said there is no harm praying behind the people of Bid'ah, and the Salat is correct, and there is no blame on the one who, is the, who does so. Therefore, if a person may pray behind the people of Bid'ah, then the sinner is less than that. Bid'ah is worse than sin, because the one who commits a sin, he knows it is wrong, and he might repent from it. However, the one who commits Bid'ah, he thinks it is good, he thinks it is ibadah, and he will not repent from it. So the scholars of Sunnah said that Bid'ah is worse than sin, because the people who sin might repent. They know that what they are doing is wrong, while the people of Bid'ah, they don't repent, because they think that what they are doing is worship, and it is something rewardable. So if the Imam is in that condition, there is no harm in praying behind him. However, if there is another masjid that it is possible for that person to pray, and it is better to pray behind the person who is at least openly showing obedience to Allah. And if there is any, any way to advise the Imam and to remind him, then it should be done. Even if it is through telling somebody else to talk to him, or leaving uh, a small essay or something, or fatwa concerning this matter in his place of salah, so he will find it and read it. Remind him, perhaps I remind the Prophet to those who believe. Perhaps he will correct himself. Allah knows best.
that whoever makes mockery of the person who grows his beard because of his beard, then that is kufr. The one who makes mockery of those who command the good and forbid the wrong because of them commanding the good and forbidding the wrong, that is kufr. And in making mockery of that person because of his implementing the law of Allah. But as for making fun of him because of his sinful behavior or something out of Islam, that is not kufr. It is not kufr to make fun of somebody if it's sin. But making mockery or making fun of them because of implementing the law of Allah, that is the kufr. Because it is related to the deen of Allah. Not because of that individual. If somebody is, is acting silly and people laugh at them and make a joke of them, because of their behavior, their silly behavior, then that is uh, different. That is not kufr. Even if they have a beard and whatever and they look like a Muslim. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu
And they can say the words of the adhan that one normally says when they hear the adhan, even though we cannot say that it is obligatory in Allah's presence.